Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Listening to this just in on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. But they don't have hand dryers there yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hand something. Oh, we're recording, aren't we? <laughs> Very much. Funny things we get into before we actually think we're recording on this show. Like Jimmy's scooping neckline. Yes. It's quite a V-neck. I can see you all staring at it. Curves. What are you thinking? <laughs> Is it the color as well? freaking me out is it purple or blue are you showing support for the the women's labor woes that's what it is that's why i wore my purple today okay gotcha i like it it looks good in you jimmy looks good no, in thank you. you yep no, it's, it's pretty prime cleavage. podcast bursting Stop out there, freaking me out <laughs> we can't help this the fuck's going on here I like that wong is here and craig's here and jc is here and that was jimmy with the tits i'm shams um <laughs> Happy family day, everyone. We're, we're talking on a Monday morning. A Monday morning. Um, thought we'd watch the women's game last night, of course. And, and we have got, I think some of us have some plans this weekend, I suppose. But you know what? Let's start family day with our real family, the Footy Prime family. It's very sweet. Yeah, I thought so. I thought Only so. missing Amy. Yeah, Amy's not here. She's actually doing like yeoman work for uh, Montreal. CF Montreal, isn't she? Yeah, club foot. Club foot, yeah. We don't know what, but she's basically trying to uh, recruit, I think, the next generation of young footballers from around Quebec, which is... On a Monday morning family Monday day? Morning. Yeah. Yeah. What better sure. do on a, on a Monday sure morning? we we'll get a lot of people on a Monday morning on family day. Well, maybe it's a big football you know, I don't know, festival or something. I'm purely guessing at, at this point. Um, good weekend of football, wasn't it? Interesting results. We'll get to the, the women's win against Brazil later on, but in the Prem, some some head-turning performances and results. None more so than, I think it's fair to say, Southampton beating Chelsea, Craig. I mean, who who the hell saw this? I know Chelsea are struggling. They've been really, very, really average. They can't score goals. But you're playing Southampton, rock bottom, haven't won, I think, ever, um, haven't got a manager yet. It's all falling apart. And they come out 1-0 in the strength of James Ward-Prowse doing what James Ward-Prowse does. I mean, that was incredible. I think a lot of people probably lost some money on some parlays this weekend because of that result. Yeah, that, that was their banker. His internet, was, hold on, his I internet think was working so I, well. I, I found a way to translate Craig, okay? Because having had to edit him together so many times, that yeah. was, I think he said, that was the banker. Yeah, yeah. or, or could it be wanker? That's what yes. I thought he may have said. Craig, did you, say, did you say he was the wanker or the banker? 
Well, JC, the <laughs> banker. <laughs> hey, speaking of bankers, they've spent uh, quite a bit. The old bankroll, uh, Chelsea would have thrown out, what, 600 million euros in another 300, what, in January, million pounds. And, and, and the board is staying behind Potter because I think they're too embarrassed to figure out they've made a fucking massive mistake on Tuchel. Maybe, but I mean, he, yeah. he apparently just pissed off ownership, right? Which is part of the reason why he left. But with Graham Potter, I mean, at the same time, Jimmy, are you seeing a little bit of a... I don't want to compare this to Ferguson at United. Let's not get crazy here, but I kind of am by just saying that, aren't I? But the yeah. patience they're showing him right now, right? This is a good manager. They spent a lot of money to get him from Brighton as well, don't forget. Yeah. Right, he, he left a really good situation at Brighton. I think they owe him a little bit of time here. I think so. I think, that, look, they, they went after him hard when he was at Brighton and everybody knew what a great manager he was. And look, we were, we were all fans and we're, we still are fans of the way Brighton plays, but he was instrumental in the way that they, that club has, has performed and their philosophy and style. And that's why Chelsea wanted him. They wanted him to bring what he did to Brighton to Chelsea. And it does take a little bit of time. You know, he, you think how, how long it took him to build what he had at, Chelsea, at Brighton. It takes time to to get the players to settle in. You know, it's the exact same with Forrest. You know, you know Cooper, he, he's got all these new faces in and trying to get everybody to play together, buy into what you want to do. And it's, it's no different at Chelsea. It will take a little bit of time. Um, but I, you can see he's looking a little bit defeated right now. Um I mean, there was even questions in the media that were they were asking him, saying, "How does it feel now?" Where the Chelsea fans are saying, "You are the worst manager in club history." So that's the questions that he's dealing with right now. Um, you know, and there's a lot at stake, but I think they've got to stay with him for a little bit longer, and hopefully, he can turn things around. And you're right in what you're saying because it's no different with with Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson was hanging on by a thread. And eventually he turned it around and became one of the most successful managers ever in, in the Premier League. So, you know, the, the talent is there. It's just he's got to get it out of himself and the players. I mean, Will they give him the time, though? That's a big question, eh, Jimmy? I mean, yeah. previous ownerships, no. no we, he would have been probably gone. But um, it'll be interesting to see how long they hang on to him. I mean... They want to get on the top four, obviously, or try to. Yeah. They're heading in the wrong direction at this present moment. Yeah. How big a deal is that going to be for the management? Are they willing to suck it up and hang into this because things aren't going to get any better? It'll be yeah. It's it's a yeah. tough call. Well, I'll I'll tell you one thing. There is one manager that's out there that's looking at that club right now, looking at the players, the money that they've spent, and I bet you he would love to come back. Given the opportunity, not Tuchel, Frank, Jimmy Brennan. No, I think Mourinho. The Jose? Yeah, I think he would be desperately interested. He's done it twice, though. Yeah, and you know his house is only what two hundred meters from that stadium. He's probably looking, going, "That's some squad they've got there. A lot of money being spent. I bet you he would love to get back in that hot seat." Yeah, you know he's he's doing okay at Roma though, isn't he? At the moment, yeah. I suppose. But you're right. I mean, ego is something, right? And to go back for a third time and get yeah. it with those players and, and sew it all together, 
Yeah, yeah, you can see that, right? But I mean, listen, if if Chelsea were going to fire Graham Potter, if, if they had lack, no patience left, I tell you, um, losing to one nil to Southampton would be a, the time to do it. You'd think, right? <laughs> That'd be the the straw that breaks the camel's back. But apparently, they're not. They're they're, they're showing faith in them, and I like yeah. that. That that bodes well. I mean, there's so much instability at that club from last year with the whole Abramovich situation, the ownership change, all these new players coming in, right? He needs a full preseason, right? And I know that's an excuse, maybe, but I want to see what we can do. Listen, they're 10th right now. When, when they spent all that money in January, they were still 9th, 10th in the table. Top four football was really a pipe dream. Yeah. So the, the, the club kind of knew, all right, this is going to be a reset, and it might not include Champions League football next year. Yeah. You know what, Charms? I, I think if you if you look at this scenario that they have right now, even if they did fire product they're not getting in champions league so regardless of what manager comes in right now yeah you might climb up the table a little bit but you are not getting a champions league position so i think now you just suck it up and get through the season yeah i mean and they were showing flashes i mean this result was so strange to me because they i thought they looked really good in losing to dortmund last week right i mean they they had all the chances they could have won that game four or five to one they didn't um it's just Goal scoring, right? 23 goals they've scored. That's mid-table. 23 for a team like Chelsea. I mean, you can't really blame the manager for that. They're getting opportunities and chances. You know, they could have won the game yesterday or Saturday, mm-hmm. right? But uh comes a point with the manager, we can only do so much. And when your players just cannot put the ball in the net, who do you blame? Manager. Manager. Oh, do you? Here's a- <laughs> <laughs> you know that only too well, right? <laughs> Well, no, I don't. I don't agree, but it does fall back on the manager, whether you like it or not. We should mention James Ward-Prowse, by the way, another free kick. He's one behind David Beckham's Premier League record. Only Messi has scored more from set pieces from a dead ball since he began playing. Um, Ward-Prowse is seventeen, Messi is thirty-one, including this weekend, by the way, for PSG at the death. It's amazing, um, but. War Prowse takes far fewer than Messi, and War Prowse has a much better success rate, 15.2% success rate compared to Messi's 9.3. It's crazy, right? Yeah. If there's a more underrated player it's in world football, I don't know who it is. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he's I, at Southampton, you just don't hear about it. Because if he was playing at a big club and he was knocking in that percentage, it would, it would be headline all the time. All yeah, the time. I agree with you. And listen, that's that's some talent to have, by the way. You know, what does that cost? Because that wins you games, right? It's a nil-nil game, and all of a sudden, one free kick, boom! Oh, so it's such a talent. Is really it a talent? Point. Jimmy, I mean, how many points? How do, you train that? That? how do you coach that? How many points does he pick up a year? Well, exactly, well, I right? I bet there's sure. a there's probably stats. I'm going to purely speculate. There's stats saying that Southampton are up in the Premier League still because of. James Ward-Prowse and his numbers. That's you. Yeah. They're always on the verge of going down. Yeah. So, Jimmy, it's a, yeah. it's a talent, yeah, but there's also so science behind it, right, if you think yeah. about it. Why can't you just coach a player to be more consistent? It's, it's a technique. You can you can talk to players and, and try to teach them how to do it. Um, but, like, I mean, even for myself, I could I could whip a ball in the box, but – I didn't have that 22 yards up and down whip that some of these guys can 
put that technique on. You know, my technique, the way I struck it was completely different, you know, and there's some guys that just can adapt to it and, and, and nail it. And, you know, this, this guy's just banging them in left, right, and center. Beckham was the same. The way his technique, the way that he struck the ball, Messi, there's certain guys that have that technique. And then there's other guys that have a different technique where they can whip it and into the box. But it's a, it is a, it's a great talent, but those guys as well. I mean, Sarms, don't, don't get me wrong every day after training they they've got a bag of balls and they're knocking them over that wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's also guys, Jimmy, that could train and do that every single day and never be able to master it. Yeah. That north south dip as opposed to the east west, you know, whipping into the box is just a completely different technique. And I don't yeah. think people with size 12s can do it. No. <laughs> Look, we, you know, even in that, when I was at, at York, we had, uh, had Manny at Parisio. And he had that technique where he could just put it over the wall. And it was brilliant because every time you're in and around a box, you're thinking, here we go. We got a, we got a chance to score here. Mm-hmm. And maybe in one of three, he was knocking it in the back of the mm-hmm. net. So, But he had that, that technique. And nobody else could do it. But you always get a few guys that can just master it. Hey, Craig, as a goalkeeper, right? So you, you obviously face Beckham. Um, you were a, a teammate for a while with Gianfranco Zola, one of the all-time greats as well from set pieces. From a keeper's standpoint, I mean, has, has mm-hmm. the, the technique changed over the years, do you think? I mean, what was it that you saw that just set these guys apart? No, I mean, the goalkeeper techniques changed or the actual, no, 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 striking, the, no, the the actual, the actual striking of the ball, yeah. No, no, I think they've, they've, it's pretty much the same. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, watching I mean, Beckham, I've never played against anybody with a delivery like Beckham because his yeah. corner, his corners were coming in with that pace, like he's hitting it over the wall and it's coming in really, really steeply, really difficult to defend. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The technique hasn't changed. It's just, it's just a very, very difficult technique that very few people can master. And to boot, you got to be able to play the game pretty well outside of that. Yeah. I mean, there's guys in lower divisions that can't run and there's the odd guy that can actually hit a decent ball set piece, right? So yeah, it's yeah. A- I was more I was more just a touch of the side, and I had to, I had to go for power. That was my my gig if I was taking a free kick. Yeah, um, get go through the wall. Yeah, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, deflection or something. Oh, Colin yeah. Miller, former Canadian international, he was playing for the Yankees, I think, in Scotland against his old team, Glasgow Rangers, who he loved. And uh, he hit the ball underneath the wall. The wall actually jumped when Colin Miller took a free kick, which is nobody has to jump against Colin Miller when he takes a free kick. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, when they jumped the Rangers wall, the ball went underneath them and just crawled in the bottom corner. So there's no draft excluder back in those days, right? Yeah. And he didn't celebrate like he meant it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why is it now that we're seeing the, the draft excluded being used more and more? I mean, are, are there more cheeky free kick takers trying to go low under the wall? I mean, I, I don't remember too many being scored that way over the years, but now every free kick, there's some dude lying down yeah. on the bottom of the wall. That's that's just because the, these guys can dip it now over top of that wall. So now they're they're lining them up with the big guys and they're saying, 
as he's about to strike, you jump, which means now that the the guy that's taking the free kick has got to hit it even higher over the wall and try to dip it. And then the guy that's lying down. So even if they know that wall's jumping, then they can't go underneath it because the guy's there. Mm-hmm. So they just make it more difficult now for the for the guy that's taking the free kick. How frustrating, Craig, was it to see your wall fall apart at a free kick? You see it quite frequently, right? You've got to be somewhat brave, right? But it is also your freaking job to stand there and take it in the face or in the balls if you have to, right? But when you, when you saw, were there some players that you knew that don't you go near that wall? I don't trust you. Uh, there was a few. There was a few. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Usually it's the short guy on the end. He always <laughs> yeah. the duck or something. I, I used to hate it when that... I always tell guys, you know, the, 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 the natural you know, instinct, when... isn't it, Jimmy, is to like to turn away when you got something coming at your, your melon, right? Yeah. To turn away. But I always say to guys, just when they're striking, that close your eyes. <laughs> so you don't turn away you know, from it. You're going to just take it right in the movie. You used to be on a, on a Friday morning, set pieces would come out. They would tell you where to go, and then they're right in the wall. Blah, 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 blah Brennan, so-and-so. I was like, fuck, they keep putting me in this wall, man. <laughs> and then you're standing there, and then the guys are, are practicing as well. They're free kicks as you're in the wall. And you, some of the guys you're looking at, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, nobody knows where this ball's going. It's hitting one of us for sure. You're just standing there. You're probably taking about four balls off the chest, the thighs. It hurts sometimes, especially if you get a guy that's gone for power and he hits you and you can't flinch. You can't turn. You just got to take it. It does not feel good. I got hit so hard one time. You could see like the Nike logo on my chest. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you turn your head to, I was one of that. If you turn your head sideways, getting the ball in the ear is more painful than getting it fo- face first. Yeah, there's nothing. There's very few things more painful than getting a ball in the ear. Yeah, the big, the, the one thing you got to do is cover your bollocks and just drop your chin just a little bit. Yeah. And keep your eye on it and just pray to God he's not hitting you. <laughs> but you can't move because if you're the guy that moves and it goes through you and it's yeah, in, it hits oh, you in the oh, nose. Oh. That's not fun either. Yeah. Then no. you know the keepers coming after you, the gaffers coming at you, the guy that the, it's sharp. The worst, the worst thing for a goalkeeper. Goalkeepers setting up walls is always a, in, a, in a loud environment. And you go through this over and over in training with guys like Jimmy who are worried about getting in the chest or the face. And then you get to a game and you're just like, can you guys fucking listen to me? Like, move over. <laughs> and they can, and there's yeah. nobody looking at you and you're just like screaming and screaming because they've left a big gap and you're just like, I got to get in their fucking position. And they, oh, they're not listening to me. <laughs> it's so funny though, because as you're That's standing the there, you can hear the keeper left, left. And then you move a little bit more. And you're like, That's too much. Like, what? And then nobody wants to move in the wall because they're all thinking, Oh my God, they're panicking already because <laughs> they're going to get killed here. <laughs> hey, they'll be banning walls soon enough, right? You know? Yeah. Trauma and yeah, danger. I want four in the wall. I want four in the wall. And then there's only three in the wall, and the other guy's got his finger up his ass somewhere <laughs> on the other side of the box. You're number four. <laughs> no wonder goalkeeper. Still, big result crazy. then for uh, James Ward Prowse and Southampton. Listen, if they do go down, they, they probably will go down. I can't, I mean, maybe you, I can't imagine him staying there. He seems to be such a loyal guy that he would go down a division with Southampton, but. 
I mean, he would be, I would think, extremely, extremely popular on the transfer market. He's a captain. He's low maintenance, really good guy, truly world-class from set pieces, and also a good footballer as well, like beyond that. I mean, you're not like he's a one-trick pony. This guy can play uh, as well. And I think a lot of pretty big clubs mm-hmm. would be very interested in getting James Ward-Prowse. And even now with five subs, five subs oh. nowadays, Craig, Jimmy, I mean, how long before we have these specialist subs coming in late in games? You're down a goal. Let's bring on Ward-Prowse. You know, you're City, okay? Jack Grealish, your job is come on and get fouled outside the box. You do it every single game. And then we bring in James Ward-Prowse, stick one top corner. You know, you wonder how far we are from that, that specialist role as a sub, if we're not there already. So be like the designated hitter in baseball? Yeah. The only thing Maybe. is, Charms, he's only, at the, as good as he is, he's, he's 15%, right? Yeah. He's not <laughs> Which is amazing. He's but... 15%. Yeah. It's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so let's get to the next match. Uh, speaking of Man City, they're looking in control against Forrest. Forrest hadn't had a shot on goal. Cruising to a 1-0 win. Oh, first shot on goal. Late in the game, tied 1-1. What a result, Jimmy, for Steve Cooper, who, let's be honest, is it fair to say he's working miracles there now? I think he's doing a hell of a job right now. That's for sure. I mean, people are even starting to say that he's on on the path to being uh, very similar to, to Cluffy in the way that he manages and performs. You look at them in the championship last year, the run that they had this year, the points that they've picked up in the new year. Um, and that goal that they scored, I don't know if you guys ended up seeing it, but what what a play. Every single player in the pitch near enough touched that ball. And then it broke right through, through Man City, carved through them. Brennan Johnson slips it over to uh, Gibbs White, and then he lays it across for Wood, puts it in the back of the net. So what a what a goal. Good team goal. Super. Buzzing for them. Buzzing for them. What a turnover. I'm a, like the, the amount of turnover that they've had is just incredible. I mean, he's worked with what three different goalkeepers, I think, this year. Yeah. And then he brings in Navas, which actually turned out to be a good move. I mean, he looked really good. He's, he's a amazing. great shot stopper. I don't know about, you know, coming for balls, you know, sort of outside the six yard box, but great shot stopper. And uh, he was, he looked really, really good. Concacaf goalkeepers, pretty good in the old Premier League over time. No, he was, uh, he's been brilliant, really has been. And then obviously his first match as well was against Fulham, I think, and gets a clean sheet. Played well against City, but you're right, Greg. He is. He's a what a shot stopper he is. He gets down so quick, eh? And with that, uh, oh. City dropped to second that place. Set, that free kick. He saved a Steve free kick. He got to one. He, he moved laterally incredibly well, and he got a. He read it a little bit, but he got his hand up to it too because he's not the tallest goalkeeper in the world, but very very quick. Yeah. City two points back of Arsenal. Arsenal and the reason why Costa Rica went to the World four Cup. Four points. Yeah, no, he's he's been brilliant. But the table was flip-flopping all the time now. I mean, that there's a three-way battle for first place. I put Man U in, in that battle for first place now as well. They're five points back. I know the Gunners have a game in hand. Um, but Arsenal did squeak it out in the end this, this weekend against Aston Villa. Really good game, that one. Really interesting game. 4-2 the final. 
Um, it didn't seem it would be that way for, for a very long time, but poor old Ellie Martinez. I mean, the old post goalkeeper head and in, you see it every now and again, and it's always really funny. I always enjoy it when it happens, but you have to have faith uh, faith that the, the football and gods will one day smile upon you as well, because that was really unfortunate. And then to be caught out at the end there, Craig, way down the field in the box. Um, do, do you like keepers being in the box in that situation, or should they be just outside? Because I saw Alan Shearer and, and Gary Lineker talking about this, and they're saying, just keep them outside the box just a little bit, send them all back in if you have to, because when they're in there, they're taking up space from the goal scorers. Yeah. 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 Interesting, you know, isn't it? Like it, it kind of reminded me, you know, here's Martinez. He wins the World Cup, parties like a rock star back in Argentina, comes back, and he's just had a couple kind of unlucky situations that you're just like, wow, you know, just that didn't happen at the World Cup to him. <laughs> no, it was, uh, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was hey, brilliant. Do, do you think, do you think Man U could sneak in here now? Well, I say, no, I think it is. I think it's the three horse race. I really do because we'll look yeah. at the table, right? So you got Arsenal 54, City 52, United on 49, five points back, all right? That's a title race, right? There's there's still 14 games left. Yeah. And games Arsenal Arsenal and Man City still have to play each other as well. Again, yeah, that's right. And Man, Man U doesn't play Arsenal or Man City going into the Do they not? On a stretch, no. Oh. Well, let's see the Man U's most recent coming up for United because obviously they got the cup final coming up uh, against Newcastle. Um, then it's the FA Cup, and then they play Liverpool next in the league. All right, March the 5th, then Southampton, Brighton, Newcastle, Everton, Forest, Chelsea. So, yeah, I mean, they've got some tricky ones in there, obviously, but the way they're playing right now, well in control yesterday in their 3-0 win. Um, I think it's, it's very much open right now. I, I don't think they'll do it. They're doing this, they're playing well without Ericsson, but the way Rashford's scoring goals at the moment, you do wonder when that's going to stop, if it's going to stop. He is prolific. He might be the informed player in world football right now, quite honestly. So, yeah, Jimmy, did, are you are you all in on, on United being a contender this year? I think so now. You wouldn't, have said it, you wouldn't have said it at the beginning of the season, but now the way that they're playing, I think I, a little dark horse here. That game could have been a little bit different too, you know. Um, De Gea made a couple of really good saves at nil-nil. He made a fantastic save off a header. Yeah. And they go down the other end at Rashford, one chance, bosh. Seven goals, I think, in a row and seven games at home anyway for him. So that's how he bode well. If De Gea's playing well and you got your strikers playing well, they're doing really – but I have to feel that Leicester must have gone, man, that was just that's a – that could have been so different for for them. They must feel a little bit hard done by because they, yeah. they actually put That's quite true. a shift in early on, especially for the first hour. Yeah. If you were Rashford, would you be pissed? Got your two goals, you're looking for your hat trick and you get subbed off? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, you tell me. I mean, that's yeah, healthy, right? For sure. Yeah. Can, I, can I bring something up that two and a half months ago, Ronaldo was still on their team and causing shit? Who? And yeah, no yeah. kidding. And causing shit, Cristiano Ronaldo, his game wasn't coalescing with the other teammates. And what a change it's been for United. Yeah, it's been dramatic. Dramatic. That's, a, that's as much a, a, a change in the dressing room as well. And the well, mood that's my, and yeah. the, the sideshow that was Ronaldo, right, is yeah. quite clear. And now that's over with. Everybody can, you know, forget about that yeah. and move on from it. It's too bad, really. 
you know, I think when you, you've got to give credit because that's good management, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. It was a tough call. Reading the the dressing room, Mm. realizing he's got a player that he needs to get out and being the guy that goes, listen, Ronaldo, we don't want you anymore. Move on. See you later. When Fernandez snubbed him yeah. right before that yeah. in the locker room. And all the fantastic. controversy that was going yeah. on. That was that was a brave, brave call by the manager. And he was right. He was right. Right. I mean, it's not just a case of losing a, a, essentially a bad seed in the room, but you're gaining a handful of other players who suddenly are happy and playing the best football of their United careers. Bruno Fernandez, he's been good all year, but he is at a different level right now. He's incredible. Rashford has been decent all year, but since the World Cup, he has been, like I said, maybe the, the best on unformed player in, in world football. Back comes Jaden Sancho from this hiatus, and he looks again like Jaden Sancho of Borussia Dortmund. I mean, that's a new signing, right? The old cliche goes. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, and they're doing it without Christian Eriksen right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's it really bodes well. If you're a United fan, you should be just gleaming right now it might be a year too soon for you but next year because they'll spend some big money with whoever owns the club um those, those deadlines were on friday there's lots of stories out there the qataris are a bit they'll see amount of money there's also one angle where the glazers have been basically offered investment so they could retain control of the club but still bring in a lot more money which the fans would just despise um, mm. i'm not sure again the qatari owners would be much better but they'll spend at least. Um, but <laughs> That's all they care about, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, There's a geez. lot of moving parts here, isn't there? And if you're a United fan, honestly, we've talked about this before, um, you got to just look at that crest and say, you know, I'm a, I support the club. I can't control who owns the club. Uh, whether I agree or disagree, that's kind of above me. That's a Premier League issue. Hmm. Um I mean, we will criticize the fans. That's what we do, right? But just like City fans and just like Newcastle fans, but they can't do a damn thing about it, really. Um, and what it comes down to is money in the bank, right? I suppose, unfortunately, in, in modern football. Whoever buys them. Um, speaking of Newcastle, they lost their first game in 18. Liverpool looking so much better. Speaking of goalkeeping, Craig, Allison looked outstanding again in this one. I mean, where would they be without him this season? Yeah, no, he's been, he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Some timely saves again. Really, really good. And Liverpool looked pretty good. Nunez, good, good to see him get on the scoreboard. That's a difficult uh, game for them. So we've seen Liverpool lose lesser games than that this year. So oh, yeah. hopefully they can turn it around and you know get in that top four because sometimes it's uh, not easy for a manager. that They've had such great success and they still can this year. They can, um, yeah. Well, they're seven points back of Spurs in fourth right now. Mm-hmm. They have two games in hand on Spurs. Uh, now, there's still a, a bunch of teams in between them, including Newcastle, of course. Fulham yeah. and Brighton. Yeah. Fulham, by the way, jumped over Brighton now into sixth place, very quietly becoming the story of the season. Um, but yeah, I think fourth place, Jimmy, for Liverpool is very possible suddenly if they can maintain this momentum. It is, but I, <clears throat> I don't think I can see them getting in there. You know, I, I always we always say, you know, two two games in hand and but when you've got so many games that you've played, you've still got a few other matches on the on the table that you need to play. And you trying to pick up those points come the end of the season, it's very, very difficult because the games come heavy. 
Well, so it's not, it's not always good having games in hand. Playing Real Madrid on Tuesday. So a bit of a distraction there. Massive. Uh, Brentford tied Crystal Palace 1-1. Um, Everton beat Leeds 1-0. That's a huge one for them, of course, and Sean Dyche. Uh, Wolves fell to Bournemouth 1-0. Never rule out Bournemouth, by the way, boys, because uh, they keep doing it. And then the late one on Sunday saw Spurs beat West Ham 2-0. Um, anything yeah. you want to jump on regarding those games? Yeah. <laughs> no, just, just that I called uh, that game. Uh, just reminding everybody, footybets.ca. Wonger called that one. Spurs beating West Ham? <laughs> yeah, I know it wasn't a huge call, but <laughs> but it was interesting. That son came off the bench and, uh, you know, is having a really rough season comparatively to last year and came off the bench to him and Kane look very impressive when they are on the same page. That's all. Yeah. That's and it was Kane, Kane that set him up as well. Yeah. That first touch was remarkable, by the way. Yeah, that was, that was difficult. Running full, full, full flight, just taking that first touch to put it right in front of you, and then obviously slotting it home. What a what a finish that was! Even their their first goal when Royal scores, mm-hmm. that whole play and build up was fantastic. And that's your right back coming in, and getting that goal. Just did you see the goal. Everton goal, Jimmy? I didn't see the Everton one. No. Speaking of goalkeepers. Fuck me. He's basically, every player is down the line and he's looking to whip it in and the keeper's cheating. Like He's like five yards out. And I'm not even sure he meant it. I don't know. It looked like he did. Seamus Coleman. Coleman, that's right. And he just drills it straight in a tight angle between the keeper and the goal. One nil. Now, Coleman said he meant to do it. And he's he's the kind of guy that, that wouldn't bullshit and he doesn't score often, right? I think his second goal in like 170 games or something. It's like that kind of stat. Um yeah. and, and if you look at his eyes, I mean, and the way he drilled it, I don't think it was a cross. I think he was he said that he, he knows, he glanced, he seemed glance, he knows yeah. the keeper was off his line. Yeah, and what the, the hell? Way he, the way he struck it definitely looked as though he meant it. Yeah. So yeah. only he can tell us, but it did did look that way. So most of the time you can tell if it's a if he's looking to whip it into the twelve yard area or whatever, but and listen, if it's a Ronaldo or a Neymar, you know they're going to claim it anyway. You can tell because they're slimy little bastards. But so, <laughs> Seamus Coleman, I, yeah. I got a question. I got a question for you as well, though. Guy. The first, the first goal you saw the the first goal for Tottenham, right? Yeah, did you see it? So Fabianski, he comes. He doesn't even move. Didn't even move. Stood up when the ball gets slaughtered past him. You'd think. You're reading the play. You know the ball's coming across. Like, why does he not step up, make it bigger? He just stood there and watched the ball pass him. Yeah, he did. It did, it did look strange. Um, good finish, I thought. It was a good finish, but I thought the keeper could have done a little bit more. Yeah. At least there wasn't too much bar scandalous calls yeah. this week anyway. All the goals, the goals. I thought they, the, the Rashford goal, I thought at first, was a blown VAR. And then you see, I think, I think it was Valt Feiss, wasn't it? Was it Valt Feiss? Getting against me to start here anyway. Um, there was that defender across the pitch who was playing him on side. How about yeah. the uh, potential red card? Oh, which one? Oh, the Pope? Mm, no, no, Pope, Pope was, that was the right call. 
I don't know, <laughs> know what he was doing though. He's seven foot tall and he's actually gone for a header on the ground. <laughs> but he kind of turns his head though. Like he's just like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, he did. And then, thing. and then it's, it's actually in his arms. The balls in his arms is like, he just started walking. He was like, I'm fucking done here. And he's missing the cup <laughs> final. Oh, I know. It seems unfair, doesn't it? It does. Totally Danny Dicchio special. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know who also had a good second half? Craig Forrest's internet. First half, really dodgy. The second half. Pop back in. Pop back in. Craig hey, Forrest is a comeback. Soon, right? I still yeah, about this. Craig's gonna... moving soon? Yes. We could be the most improved podcast award at the podcast awards. That's right. That. If yeah. he gets good, where his new place gets good internet. <laughs> I hope so. Sorry, Craig. What, what about the red card that you uh, were questioning? Uh, the Leicester game. Uh, Manchester United challenge. And uh, I know soonest after the game, out of all people, saw it was a red card. And that was a guy who absolutely went over top of balls all the time. <laughs> to be fair, when I saw the replay of it, I, when they didn't give it, I wasn't I wasn't overly disappointed. I, I, it could have been a red card given, but and the, the pitchers look way worse. Slow motion looks way worse, but there wasn't a ton of force there. And I thought it was a... I, I didn't think it was a bad call not sending him off, but that was this a bit, right? Many people, yeah, many people thought he should have been. Yeah, Marcel Sabitzer. Well, he's bloody high. It was over his knee. Oh, it was, yeah, it was really high, but it, it just lacked that little bit of ex, you know, momentum and sort of force on it. I think that's what they went by on the live, you know. But well, there's that that sliding tackle by Fabinho in the Liverpool game, um, and he got a yellow card for it. And he was, let me give this a try. He was apoplectic. With anger uh, <laughs> for getting the yellow card, and and there's Jordan Henderson like screaming at the referee, saying, "Wow, like, did you see what he did? It was clearly a yellow card." And just yeah. the 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 I don't know. I mean, okay, you tell me, Jimmy, as as a player, you like to chirp a little bit, you know, on the pitch, you are vocal out there. I mean, did you ever think that by yelling at a referee, he'd change his mind? Did you ever think that would happen? Was it just to kind of set up for the next challenge, or it's a fine line between doing that? And pissing off no, the referee. Yeah, it's, it's frustration. That's that's for sure. Especially when you don't think the call is right, and you yeah, start having the time, little, you half start, the time you know it's right. So you're just yelling anyway. Yeah, it's just frustration and blowing some steam. But most refs are, are good, and they'll they'll put you in your place, or they'll tell you what they think. I mean, look, I told I told you one time where I was playing a game, and the ref I thought he was having a stinker, and I went, "You're having a fucking stinker." Worst ref ever. He goes, I'm having a stinker. He's like, your last three passes, two of them went in the stands. <laughs> and I'm having a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Touche. I, I love just looked that. at him and went, yeah, you're right. I just walked away. <laughs> yeah, I loved all that. The banter between referees over there was actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I remember one guy was, we had an injury and the referees standing over top of a, the player and I'm standing there too, and he's like, "Hey, Craig, uh, you know my favorite restaurant." And I was like, "I do." He goes, "Yeah, the Tea House in Stanley Park in Vancouver. What a great place!" I was like, "Oh yeah, Tea House, yeah, yeah." I don't believe it. Just chatting about it. Oh, great scones! It's <laughs> <laughs> on the pitch. Had you been there before? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, crossing over to Europe quickly, Bayern Munich lost to Mönchengladbach. They've slipped out of first place now. Watch out. So much about that Ooh. being a one-horse race. Ooh. <laughs> They're doing it on purpose. I know it. They're doing it on purpose. Interesting. Yeah. 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 It's for TV, TV ratings. Let's make some, some drama here, shall we, please? 
Um, Kyle Lahren scored again, by the way, beating against, sorry, they lost to Real Betis, but he scored. Mm-hmm. Is, that what, that's, is that three and four? Or four and five? Forget now. Anyway, he's yeah. playing really well. Yeah, really well. And the club, uh, their goal hungry, I mean, goal starved. He's the only one sort of picking up goals for them, which is okay. But they popped themselves out of the relegation zone as well with a really important four points recently. Uh, tough yeah. game against Betis away, of course. But overall, they've got some confidence there and uh, must be feeling pretty good about surviving relegation, which was the reason why they brought Laren in. I hope he's got a bit of a bonus if they save him, if he saves him. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. What are they, four, four points clear now? Mm-hmm. Valencia is in the, the relegation zone. Who would have yeah, thought that? Huge story, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. That'd be a big club going down if they get oh, relegated. Massive. Jesus. Um, John David also scored from the spot in a, in a loss to PSG. What a match that was. 4-3. Messi, 95th minute free kick to win it. Neymar off with a, an ankle injury. It looks similar to his ankle injury at the World Cup. They're saying it was just a sprain. Nothing broken. But he, he stretched it off in tears off the pitch. Do more players cry now than they used to? Yes. They do, right? I don't know what I think about that. I don't want to be a Neanderthal here, but I was always coached when you play sport. You, like, you don't let the, other, the opponent see that you're hurt. And crying. I mean, I'm not a very emotional person. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just coming across here as being some <laughs> dickhead. But uh, when was the last time you cried over a physical injury? I think I was six. I've had some good injuries. You don't cry. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the pain either. I I think it's just the fact that he knows that there's some big games coming up, and it 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 may hold him back uh, for the rest of the season. Is but who knows with Neymar? I mean, who knows, right? Like it's hard to tell whether. Remember, he hurt himself really bad in the World Cup, but nobody could tell. He broke his back. He broke, yeah, he actually broke his back. That's right. But nobody could tell because, like, he rolls like 50,000 times when he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so. It's probably the fourth roll that hurt him. Maybe. Jimmy, am I being just being a dickhead here by saying that players cry too much? Am I? You tell me. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't one for a cry. I'll tell you that. But maybe the these players are more uh, – Emotionally in touch with themselves now. You know, the modern man, you're right. It's a modern man. And if they want to have a cry, they're just like, I will cry right now in front of everybody. Paul Gascoigne loved a little tear up. He yeah. did. Yeah. yeah but he, he, he was an emotional wreck as it was, though. He <laughs> was an emotional wreck. <laughs> well, I think if you've got a yellow card and you're going to miss a World Cup final, potentially, if you're going to cry, that's probably a pretty good reason to. Yeah. Yes. But uh, because you're going to miss maybe a few games from a sore angle, I don't know. know. I'll just shut up because I know I'm going to be hammered by the you know PC police. (laughs) Dare you question? Men should be able to open up more nowadays. That's the issue. Yes, I 100% agree with that. They should open it up and talk about their feelings. Yes, I do agree with that. But oh, don't go back on it now, Sean. No, no. But getting a tap, by the way, getting a tap on your ankle (laughs) in a football match is different. Don't bloody cry. Stop where you're ahead. Yeah, just leave it, Charms. Uh, yeah. It's pretty best too, isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry, you're, you're only upsetting men, so that's uh, yeah, that's true. Happy right? Family Day, says Charms. I can't yeah. win. I can't win this one, can I? No. <laughs> <laughs> that hole's too deep now, but oh well, I'm a scumbag. Who cares? I love to um, see the Brennans today. The the Brennan family, all the kids, and 
grandparents and everybody getting together. Or usually there's a fight or two. Yeah, that's a fact. Showing their love. So if you're downtown yeah. Toronto today and you see a skirmish, it's probably the Brennan family. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. 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 The whole crew's <laughs> together. When Jimmy was getting married, uh, him and his brothers were rolling around in the lobby fighting. <laughs> play fighting but it was fighting <laughs> one of the problem is my brother mike's getting too heavy now continue just eating a lot it's hard to get get your arms around them yeah <laughs> swallowing swallowing he's, pillows uh, it hurts when he sits on me now um before we go we should definitely talk about the women's game they, they bounced back with a win against Brazil in the She Believes Cup. Much better performance, admittedly against a team that's not as good as the States. Jimmy's got to leave now, by the way. Sorry, he's actually heading downtown right now. See you, Jimmy. Got to catch a train. Have a Take great your, day, everyone. Enjoy yeah. the fight. Take that T-shirt yeah. with you. <laughs> See you later. I'm going to wear this. Proud today, boys. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. He's See a ball now. Um, yeah, Craig, um, much better performance. Fair to say. They look looser. They even said post-match, you know, there was obviously less weight on their shoulders. Still some, obviously. This yeah. thing's not gone away. But yeah. uh, that's an important three points. Yeah, no, they, they did play, like, it was night and day from the U.S. game. But the U.S. are obviously a force and one of the very best teams in the world. So it'll be interesting to see what they can develop. I, I thought Fleming's deliveries were outstanding I, I thought Jill's header on the free kick was as good a set piece heading goal that I've seen the females score for that national team brilliantly taken um, creating lots of chances on set piece but is that going to be enough in the tournament you know do they need more I think they probably do to go far in the World Cup when it comes to the better teams group stage isn't going to be a problem for them but overall pretty solid Sharon at the back goalkeeper we just we just Big turn sides. over goalkeepers, don't we? The female goalkeepers Canada have had, you know, they're up there with the very best in the world consistently, mm-hmm. and we're going to need her to be that good again. Saw Sinky uh, start on the bench, came mm-hmm. up obviously. Uh, Jesse Fleming, the captain. You do wonder, and we'll talk with Amy um, next little while. Our expected 11s when, when they kick off the World Cup, and will is there a chance Christine Sinclair won't be starting? Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a conversation to be had there. Is the I time? Think, I think there is. I think the time is now. I, I think she's. She came off the bench, and I thought she did really well off the bench. She had some really nice touches. She was calm on the ball. She was finding teammates. Um, but to go for ninety minutes, um, I don't think that's possible. I mean, we saw against the U.S. She was, you know, conserving energy as much as she possibly can. It was really a, really a pylon for. A lot of mm. that, they're passing around her. So, yeah, the time has come, I think, where she's still effective and, and can play a major role, but I just don't think from the starting position. But we'll see. The Charms, uh, so I want to speak for Amy, who's not here. She did our poll last night, and our uh, Caitlin Sheridan won for player of the match. Um, Jesse Fleming was second. Um, and Chapman and Lacasse. Lacoste was third, Chapman fourth. We didn't have enough room to put uh, Jay Rose on, but she was the. They were the five players that Amy had chosen 
as player of the matches. Hold on a minute, Wonger. She didn't she didn't pick Sheridan Sheridan first. She was gonna put I was like, hold on a minute. What about the goalkeeper? Fucking goalkeepers, poor old goalkeepers, disrespected again. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. And then there you go. Sheridan wins it. So I that's why I introduced it so you could go off like that, you little baby. Yeah, I told her I said, Don't worry. You could even take her off the pole. I'll just hammer your you wankers tomorrow. <laughs> give, give Elisa Chapman credit too. I mean, her, her spot's been under pressure, right? It's been a bit spoken and written about that and she had a great game. Uh, so, yeah, they're playing. She did have a very good game. I must say, I thought Buchanan was a little bit off on the night. She got yellow carded. She came very close wow. to giving a penalty and another yellow card away. Remember when they stumbled? She got the well, wrong What about the, uh, the, the pass back? Yeah. 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 So, I don't know well, where her head is at the moment. Uh she looked a little bit just, yeah. Not herself. And but she, you know she'll be there in the big games when they count in the World Cup. She always is, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, good to see Amy Lawrence too playing further up the field. She's gonna do, She can do everything, can't she? Jesus, she's a good player. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, lots to, to think about and talk about before Wednesday they play Japan, right? As the, the She Believes Cup. Early, up. early match for Eastern on Fubo TV. Just FYIL. Right. And where you can also find all your Premier League games, Swanger. Yeah, and if you want to subscribe and help out the pod, FuboTV.com. Look at the, the Free Prime TV. No, FuboTV.com slash Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. A little all mention right. uh, for our U17 boys team, men's team. Mm-hmm. They made it to the quarterfinals, and they, they're one result away from qualifying for the U17s. I'm not sure who the World Cup, so I'm not sure who they play next, but they beat Haiti quite comfortably yep and that's as they know let's not get into it now but a big part of this whole labor dispute and where is the money is going we have to remember the youth teams need money as well really really important and they and, had a couple camps they didn't have as many as you would you know the u.s i mean that that juggernaut down there but we can't compare the two associations as far as no operation budget like even they were saying yeah they're flying you know charter to the game and Canadian women are playing, you know, fighting, you know, flying in Southwestern and, and, and economy, but it's like, apples and oranges. It, 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 where's the money coming from? You know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 80% you can't money compare, money was not going compare to what the U S get and what Canada gets. You can compare what the men get and what women get. Sure. That's, that's an argument to be made in a conversation, but the status yeah. is just different level. A lot of private money there as well. Different you know, world. Which, yeah. Different world. It's a professional professional setup and they got everything's the money, different down there even got money to deal with it yeah <laughs> even podcasts yeah but ha- however they are 25 <laughs> 30 million dollars in debt this year the u.s federation so yeah well it was world cup year i suppose yeah and another one now yeah they also have a like a nike contract that's worth millions a year to them and we don't get a fucking penny except pays, their, their deal pays them right doesn't it yes <laughs> yeah what? the largest deal in history <laughs> And uh, the Canadian deal with Nike Zero? Zero dollars. We'll be in 2026 World Cup with the only team that will not be making money off their shirt manufacturers. Yeah. I would like what to get the story behind that. Great that deal that was. was. Yeah. I'd like to get, at some point, we'll, we'll get more people on the show. We'll talk about those kind of situations and, and why that was the case. What was the decision making process behind that? Were there other options out there? If so, why weren't they signed? Why was this the best deal? I mean, listen, Nike, having Nike in your shirt brings with it something, some currency. 
but uh, this association needs money, apparently. There was some manufacturers willing to pay uh, a certain amount of money. I'm not sure what it was, but they weren't uh, one of the, the big manufacturers and thought that a good deal would have been going four years with that and renegotiating before uh, something else happened. I mean, obviously it was done before we got the, uh, the World Cup for 2026 too, but still just the length of it and everything else. I understand that we actually went down to Nike and basically put a presentation on begging them for this freaking deal. So they've taken advantage of the poor on this one, I'm afraid. Yeah, sounds that way. <laughs> All right, well, big weekend, weekend week coming up. Uh, it's uh, Champions League week. We're back on Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. Do we know yet? Wednesday, right? And we have a guest, we think, don't we? Can we say well, who? Can we confirm well, we- that yet? Well, as Max Crepo, but uh, wow. it, it, look, it looks good. It just all depends. We'll just confirm uh, his time. And if something pops up as far as rehab goes, it might be a problem. But um, other than that, 90% chance it'll go through. Yeah, we'll hear all about Max's uh, rehab. And obviously, MLS kicks off this weekend. Mm-hmm. Can you He's believe doing that? Well. He's doing Comes well. quickly, doesn't it? So crazy. 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 All right, well, that's it. Hope you enjoyed it, everyone. Thanks to Jimmy Brennan, who was here for most of it, and then departed because he's a good family man. Great. Wonga, JC, thank you very much. I'm Shams. Keep buying newspapers, everyone, and cheers for listening. Bye-bye. Join the conversation on Twitter. Help us fill Wonger's mail sack at footy underscore prime. Beautiful. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.